In the last episode of Dungeon Train, we met a new cast of characters in our second campaign. Jack, Salazar, Lenata, Popokai, and Kale. We were led through their stories and heard how they all met a master to teach them how to embrace nature and listen to its whisper. They were all taught how to use a spell called Nature's Insight, allowing them to tune into nature and bend it in their own unique ways. These characters have their own set of struggles, but now the world is beginning to open up. Will there be danger ahead? Will they meet each other? Will Alex mess up and call nature's insight druidcraft because that's what it's called in the player's handbook? Find out here on Dungeon Train. Enjoy. Welcome aboard, adventurer. I'm glad you made it back in one piece. I'm sure you're ready to jump back in. There's plenty of places to see, stories to hear, and characters to meet. And if you come back alive, I'll be waiting here, saving you a seat. I just hope you came prepared. The worlds inside are dangerous, but you already know that. Enjoy your stay on the dungeon train, and safe travels, my friend. You'll need it. The sun rises on a new day. And last episode, we learned the backstories of our party. The camera comes down from the clouds. It's a beautiful day. As the sun rises, there's this just golden horizon. Jack, you wake up. You don't usually wake up this early, do you? No, it's... Oh my god, it's not even nine o'clock. Prepare yourself. You hear this voice. Hello. Hello. The door to your room bursts open. Perseus is there. Percy, good morning. Jack, he kind of gives you a weird look. His eyes squint a little bit. How did you sleep? Not long enough, sir. Good morning. Um, what, what are we doing today? Are we training? He actually looks around your room. He doesn't say anything to you. Is everything okay? Percy, I... Someone woke me up, I think. I'm not entirely sure. The voice said your name, didn't it? it? Yes. Was that you? My room is secluded, Percy. I just... No, it wasn't me. He kind of looks away. Today we're going to be doing something a little different. He kind of gulps as he says that to you. More training? Yes. Um, Jack, you need to leave the city. Uh... You know, I, all my friends are here, and uh, Jack, I, I know you don't trust me. And as he says that, an arm comes around from behind him and grabs a hold of him. Oh my, Percy! Jack, Jack. Percy! And it's like a hairy arm, and you see this blade barely poking out from like the side of the door. Oh. Who's in there, Perseus? Let go of him! Let go of him! All dexterity saving throw. All of a sudden, you get hit with a dagger from your window. It bursts bursts through. Jack! Jack! Run! And as you look at Perseus, he does a backflip over this guy and turns into a were platypus. And you see as he brings his tail up, he stings him and then knocks him out cold. You kind of get a glance at this guy. It's this hairy monster. Jack! Run! And you start... Do you run? I run. You run and as you start running... He follows behind you. You, like, pass a corridor, and you see just a horde of strange monsters. He pushes you forward. You feel the urge to transform, but you kind of focus a little bit, and you don't. And you stay in your humanoid form, and you keep running. And you start to turn this corner, because this is somewhere you've been before. You, You know this place. And Perseus grabs you, and he puts his hand on the door, and you see this strange light just 
outline his hand really quickly as it presses into the spot in the door and a secret wall opens up. No matter what happens, Jack, don't come back. You'll know when it's safe. And he pushes you through the door. Do you resist him? No. He pushes you through the door. Not when I've got a gigantic platypus pushing me through a door. (laughs) He pushes you through this door and he shuts the door. And right before he shuts it, he stops and he says, Jack, everything's going to be okay. Keep your secret to yourself. And he slams the door shut. And you feel this strange darkness envelop you. I left the box in my room. Do you try to leave? No. Do you try to open the door? Yeah. Give me a strength check. That's a four. You can't seem to open it. And it's pitch black all around It's pitch black all around you. You feel something is almost choking you. I... Well, I better run. What else can I do at this point? Do you wish to try to transform? Hmm. I'll use every bit of power in my legs to get away from it, but I would prefer not to fight if I can't see what's in front of me. Are you going to try to transform? Sure. Give me a charisma check. It's a 17. You focus really hard and you feel the tail come out and you feel your body change. You rear back on your tail and you slam this door with your feet and the whole door just goes flying down the hallway and you hear it crash into someone. That someone sounds like Perseus. Oh no, Percy! (laughs) My Jack! What's going on? Ah, And you see from the door these monsters are grabbing him. Percy, mate, get back here! Where are we going? Ah, come on. Come off it. Hit him. Get back at him. Come on. Jack. And he locks eyes with you. And like you see this weird wave of magic hit him. Grab your box and go. Crocky, mate. Don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) (laughs) And do you run down? Oh, yeah. I run down and get the box. You hop with your insane speed. And you, you search through your room. And as you walk into the room, actually... There's a monster in the room. Oh, he's holding hell. the box, and he's looking at Oi, Yabo, get off of it, mate. He looks at you. He looks like a werewolf. Mate, I'm giving you to the can of one. And he launches at you. And I kick the crap out of this guy. Nope, he launches at you. What is your AC? Uh, 13. He launches at you, and he completely misses and hits the wall next <laughs> to you, dropping the box He's half blind. Yeah, he's half blind. I'll be taking that if you don't mind. He tries to grab your leg, and he does. He successfully holds your leg. All right, well, I'm going to jump up as high as I can and swing him into the ceiling and smash his bloody skull down. Give me an acrobatics check. An acrobatics check, all right. It's a 14. You can't quite lift him up, but you are able to jump a little bit, and you have the option. You see in the moment you jump, you can land on him. Yeah, let's go for it, Mike. All right, roll for damage. Yeah. Uh, let's let's say it's um, I don't know. Let's say it's two d eight. Add your um strength modifier to that. Which for you, you can add your dex. Because you're a monk. Mm, okay. Well, well, not really. Uh, in that case, it's uh, eleven. You hit him right in the forehead, and he slams his head down into the ground, unconscious. Hey, let's go. All right, that's enough out of you, Mike. I'll grab my books and get the bloody hell out of there. Do you go back to that room? I'll see if I can find Percy along the way. I don't want to go back where it's dark. All right. So I assume... Oh, so you, you don't go back to the room. Oh, mate. Why? You go back to the corridor and you look down both hallways and you see the monsters are starting to come. You don't think there's a way out. All right. Well, uh, you know, I got a bloody knife hit me through the window. I reckon I could jump out of there. I'll go back to my bedroom. You start walking the down the hallway and you see more monsters crawling oh, out from mate. your bedroom. Oh, uh, Give me an insight check. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> you are at a loss for words as the monsters rush you. Yeah, they're they're they might be everywhere. They are coming at you from every corridor except mm. for the hole in the wall that you broke the door off of. All right, well, um, better out than in. I always say. <laughs> Hole. Uh, you know, I'm, I might have messed up the expression, but yeah, I'm gonna head down the hall, I reckon. <laughs> oh man. 
Okay. As you walk back into this strange, like, hole, all of a sudden, the wall shifts forward and another door closes in front of it. Blimey. And you feel this darkness envelop you, and at first it feels like it's kind of choking you. And then everything goes dark, almost like you can't breathe underwater. And you, you finally, you reach a point where you have to take a breath, and you do. And you let this smoke go into your lungs. And everything uh, goes dark. Uh, and as we leave this building, we go back to the pyramid, the mage's pyramid, in the middle of the town. It's early morning again. And... Salazar, are you usually awake around this time? Yes. Okay. What are you doing? Studying. Okay. Are you in, like, the lab, or are you just in your room? Uh, just in my room. Okay. Nerd. Bro. So you're in your room, and out of nowhere, you hear this noise. Do you try to find the source of that noise? Yes. I get up immediately and follow the sound the sound leads you out into the hallway where you just hear it louder and you hear it louder and louder as you keep going down the hallway and you turn the corner you hear it's coming from your mentor's office actually Bollock are you in there are you okay Salazar come in come in are you okay what's wrong I thought I heard you singing singing I'm <laughs> my boy I've been grading papers all all morning what what do you mean singing what'd you hear the song you see his face just like he just goes pale your father's song the same just now yes he goes over to, like, this um, cabinet. He opens it up, and you see this strange, like, set of hourglasses that are actually all floating around a central hourglass. And they're all, some of them are, like, spinning and, like, all the sand's falling down. You're not quite sure, but this makes you think of the cosmos for some reason. Yes, Carl Sagan. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and as he looks at these, as he looks at all of these timers, he closes the cabinet. He looks down. You're sure you heard it? The song? I did. What did the voice sound like? It sounded like yours. Are you sure? And you start to think about it, it didn't actually sound like his. It's it's a very similar sounding voice, but it's a little deeper, a little rougher. You've only ever heard this voice once in a dream, but you can't even remember what the dream is about. You just remember hearing the voice a long time ago. Your mentor looks at you, and he goes... Salazar, I need you to do me a favor. Anything. Go to the necromancy hall. There's a cabinet. And he looks you up and down. You should be able to fit inside of it. What do you what do you mean? Salazar, there's no time to explain. But if you really did hear that voice and as he says that, a blade of what looks like a buzzsaw comes out of nowhere and decapitates him. You turn around from where the saw came from, and you see a man standing there with a hood with fuzzy ears poking through it. I would like to transform. Give me a charisma. Give me, like give me a charisma. Give me, like give me a charisma check. You roll, roll on the table. Roll on the table. Yeah. Give it a roll on the table. What'd you roll? Oh, shoot. A five. You try to transform. And you can't find, you can't find that song deep within you. You can't do it. And this thing looks at you and it pulls down its mask and you see what looks like a werewolf staring at you. And he just, he just brings his hand up. And as he does, you see three kunai come out of his sleeve. And he rushes for you. You take 15 points of piercing damage as he, as he takes each kunai he takes one, he stabs it in your shoulder. He pulls out the other one and stabs it in your side. And he actually uses his mouth to grab one of the kunai and slashes it right here across your throat, barely missing your jugular. 
Give me a charisma saving throw. 16. All right. You panic, and you instantly transform into a were-raven. You grab him, and you literally use your wings to give you just enough lift to throw him up against the ceiling, and then you fly the fuck out of there. Out of there. You remember in that form, you need to get to the Mechamancy Hall. Go. Th- do you go there? I do. Right, you go there, and you encounter three werewolves along the way. None of them are able to hit you. Flying fast. Like, I mean, it's bad. Like, they, they see you coming, and they just kind of, like, watch you go by. <laughs> they don't actually do anything. One of them throws a kunai at you, and it actually hits his, his friend. <laughs> it actually hits another <laughs> werewolf. And it happens. <laughs> you make it to the hall, and you you look around, you look around, and you hear a voice again. The chest. The chest with the brown eagle. I look for the chest. You look around, and there's actually quite a few chests in here. Um, specifically, I call them, they're called chests, but they're more like wardrobes, really. And you see one chest with a small brown eagle head at the top of it. I open it. There's nothing inside. It's just a regular wood chest. And you hear a pack of werewolves coming down the hall. Get him! Get the bird! Am I big enough to fit in it? In your lycanthrope form, it'd be a little tight. Do you want to try to transform back? Yes. Okay. Give me a... Give me a charisma roll. Ooh, 19. Oh, yeah. You focus hard... Your wings go back into your shoulders, and you just ugh, and you and you know you can easily fit in this chest now. Okay. You close the doors, and as you close the doors, you feel this black mist encircle you. Do you try to hold your breath? No. You have hazardly given to breathing the smoke, and you die. No, I'm kidding. And, and you pass out. You fall asleep. And as this mage's tower is flooded, mage's temple, I should say is flooded with lycanthropes. We go to a small village. Very small village. A few miles outside of town. What are you doing this time of the morning? I'm walking to the forest to go see my mentor. Okay. You go to the forest to see your mentor, and you hear your name being called. Lenata? 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 Yeah. Say so you, and you, you hear it's very far on the distance, and you hear him. You yeah, hear him running. Right here. Ah, Lenata, are you okay? Yeah. Um. Have, why are you? Why are you meeting? I, I can't. Uh, I can't. Here. I can't explain. I can't explain right now. But you need to get out of the village. You. Uh, why? You don't understand. You, you. You have to go. I can't do that. Lenata, I know. I know you don't trust me, but you. It's it's for the best. Are you what form are you in right now? Human. You hear a bush moving behind you. Unnaturally. What what is it, Lenana? What somebody's watching us. He looks over the bush and you feel you hear a wand slipping out of its sheath. You hear your mentor speak this language. It was actually the same language that your captor spoke. When they try to take you. And he you hear the power of a wand blast a part of the bush. As five familiar screams come from this bush. You recognize them as five of your brothers. What are you doing? Lenata, you don't understand. Give us the ram. I don't think you know what you're doing. Lenata, trust me, and you hear a blade come up from behind you. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Natural 20. Let's go, baby! First one! Nope, I was the first one. You you hear that blade unsheath, and your eyes, even though they're under a blindfold, they open. You bend down as the knife grazes the back of your neck, and you actually bring up an elbow just instinctively, and you hit... Like right in between the crease of their elbow, and it nut- you hear the blade fall to the ground. Brothers, why? 
Our god has rejected you. You feel a blade stuck into your side. And you feel that this is not a normal blade. This blade is silvered. You take 20 points of piercing damage. I would like to push off and immediately emit a cloud of fog uh, to conceal where I am and block vision. You're kind of scrambling on the ground as you feel this wound. You you feel another hand grab you, and instantly that wound is healed. And then you hear your mentor grab your other arm and say, Lunata, we gotta go! And he grabs you and pulls you from the fog. As you're running, he just kind of drags you through the forest. You're like tripping over stumps, and he's just like dragging you like, Come on, Lunata, you gotta keep moving! And then you reach a tree. He kind of like pushes you up against the tree, and he, he's like breathing. <sighs> You, what have you, you done to me, outsider? You don't understand. These these people you're with, they're, they're not who they seem. They this is not this is not what it looks like. I I don't have time to explain, but you gotta you you gotta go east. You have to run. You'll know who to find. You'll he's he's strong, he's capable, and he He's a guard. His name is Kale. Kale. And you hear him like, like whisper something in that strange language again. Kale, Jack, Salazar, and Popokai. You, you must go. And he grabs your shoulder and he says, run. And you hear like a double voice, almost like an Azamar. And he says, run. run. Son, as you, and as he squeezes your shoulder, you are forced into your ram lycanthrope. And just instinctually, you take off east, and you don't stop running. You keep running for miles and miles and miles. And you literally hit a brick wall. And you collapse, and you transform back unharmed. And you look up, you feel someone's presence right there. Hello, hello. It is your DM and producer, Max Brummer, here again just to, you know, stop in, see how you're doing, you know. Hey, I want to know how you guys are doing. Really, really, just tell me right now, like at the at the phone, at the at the radio, anything that you're listening through, just say it out loud in front of everyone. You can say it. It's okay. It's it, it's all right. We are fully supportive here on Dungeon Train. Wow, that's amazing. Uh you know, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. And I'm glad you're doing great and I'm glad that you're listening this far into Dungeon Train. Hey, you're four episodes in. I mean, that's that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time that you have invested into this. And thank you for following our stories and listening to our second campaign. I mean, hey, it's a lot of characters to keep track of. They're really cool, though. I, I mean, you're enjoying it, right? You're enjoying it. That's what you said when I gave you the pause and you said how you were doing. You said we were doing great. And you know what? It's amazing. And really, thank you. Like, actually, thank you. I love telling you guys all these stories and giving our players the opportunity to play these characters and our DMs to tell their stories. So thank you again. There's a lot more coming up and there are some crazy things happening in the next episode. We're going to have our third and final campaign in our rotation led by our cast member Blake Thompson. Look forward to that because we're going to the future, baby. But time to listen to the rest of episode four enjoy guys popokai is making the preparations for the day and uh kind of just keeping to their camp Mm -hmm. out in the mountains and uh yeah just kind of doing his morning he's getting up stretching uh do you usually wake up pretty early Yep, he okay. he would adapting to the mountains. He would probably wake up with the birds, so the Ooh. birds start chirping. Oh, I love that. That's kind of his alarm clock, basically. So, in that case, you don't wake up that morning. 
you feel you feel a shake. Like you as, you, as you like start saying what, your brother covers your mouth. Stop. Listen. What, Toro? He points to the sun. You notice that it's like noon. What? He says. My point. Okay. There's something big around. As you see an arrow stick to his chest. <gasps> oh, Toro Kai! Run! <laughs> and then you see from the brush come these strange creatures. Some of them have fur, but most of them actually don't. One has big tusks and is looking at you. (sighs) Instinctively, he's going to want to transform. Okay, give me a Christmas check. That is a 14. So you start to want to transform, and at first you're kind of like, you can't feel it. And then an arrow whizzes by your head. And as the arrow whizzes, you do like a back bend. And in that back bend, you transform into your were monkey form. And in that same like instinct, your tail actually grabs a branch and you slingshot yourself straight up into the tree. And when I sling up, slingshot up into the tree, um, he's going to uh, instinctively remember his brother's teachings. And he's going to Try and blend in with those shadows. And you see your brother on the ground with the arrow, and he rips out the arrow, and he looks up at you. Somehow, he sees you, and you know this is very strange, because even with this, how, how perceptive he is, you know you're really good at hiding in this form. He looks at you, and he goes, Popo, run! Whoa. And he transforms into a tiger lycanthrop. You've never seen your brother do this before. And he says, I'm hold them off. Darryl, no. Run. And then you see him dash into these five of the Lycanthropes as he does these crazy moves. You see him whip out this old scimitar that his father had. And he does like a spinning slash attack, lobbing off of the head of the large tusked one. And then he pulls out a crossbow and shoots another one in the head. Wow. And then you see ten others come from the brush. Oh, so you, you see another arrow shoot him, and he just screams, "Run!" You see, you see Popokai kind of stutter in the tree. He he's kind of bent on. He's never seen Toro like this before, but he doesn't want to leave him behind. As you think this, Toro looks at you, and he closes his eyes, and you feel this strange pulse of magic hit your body, and you feel a warmth behind you. Do you look? Yeah, I'll look. You actually start falling off the tree, and as you look at the last second, you see a portal. And you lose your grip on this branch. The branch actually completely breaks from this strange magic. And you fall into this portal. And you, as you look at the last second, you just see Toro, a tear, going down his eye as he stabs another one of them and whips out the blade, getting ready for the rest of them. And then you land. On the grass. You look up. You see this blindfolded guy just sitting there. Hello? We go back to the city. Are you normally awake in the morning? Yes, actually. I go to the market and grab the groceries uh, before Oh, that's right. Of course. That is your normal daily dues. You're actually at the grocery. You're actually at the market. You're having your grocery shopping. So I'm just looking at this app and I'm like, ah, there's a bruise. Can I get a better one, please? Uh, oh, sorry, dear. Yeah, I don't know how that got there. And as she hands you the apple, your master's hand suddenly appears and takes the apple. Uh, Master Silk, you're never up this early in the morning. Kale, why don't you look around? What do you see? See a lot of early risers. He puts his hand on your shoulder. You feel a strange warmth. He kind of like, you kind of look around and at first. You're just like, okay, what's going on? And then as you feel that warmth, your vision kind of clears because, you, you know, you had a little eye crust like when you wake up in the morning and you realize something. This market is very busy today. But there's something else you notice. Although the market is bustling with people, 
most of the stalls are still fully stocked. And Kale's heartbeat actually begins to thump and he starts to hear it in his ears and flashbacks of that day. As your master squeezes your shoulder even harder, you actually get a calming sensation. Kale. Yeah. And he holds a bag. I've got the rest of the groceries. And he gives you a look of like, you've seen this look before. He doesn't want to explain out in public. He just says, <laughs> That's he says, great. let's go. Thank you. Thank you. He leads you back to I'll... the, he leads you back to the uh, dojo. Hey, sir, Bruce. Got the groceries. Bruce gives you a side eye. And then Silk kind of brushes you past. <laughs> and Silk actually takes the bag from you. And as soon as you walk through the door, he just throws it aside. Caleb. It's what's going on? Something's not right. The city is bustling with people. These people are not from around here. Something's wrong. And I'm not sure what's going on. But I need to tell you something. When you were younger, I knew you were fought and then a blade comes right through him. Silk! You see the guard that gave you the side eye right behind him and Bruce and Bruce looks at you and he sneers and as he sneers you see him start to transform <laughs> and he just starts crying and he's wiping his tears as, away as, as you he's do, just staring. as you do that you see Master Silk like <gasps> you see him like silk, focus silk, silk. he takes his hands it's puts okay. it on the end of the blade okay. and he pushes it back through you see the blade go through the hilt of the sword into Bruce's body Instantly killing him. Ooh. Ooh. And he stands there. We can fix this. He's like, fix he, puts, he puts his hand on, on your head. And he goes. Doesn't have to be. Kale. Doesn't have to be this way. Kale. Yeah. He opens up his robe. And you see. Yeah. It's just a scar. What? And he's like staring at his hands covered in blood. And he's. Kale. There's no time to explain. We Bruce, must get. But, but, we have to get out of here. Uh, I need you to focus, Kale. I just need to breathe. I need to breathe. Give me a charisma save. That's a six. You instantly transform into a werefrog. <laughs> and Mr. Soup. Kale, I'm okay. We need to. You need to get out of here. I I know it's hard to believe. I I know you don't quite understand, but I I. I take this and he gives you a note what do I do he, he like he gives it to you and you're holding it and he just shoves it in your pocket and then he says you need to go and as he says that the door bursts from behind you open you see in the streets that there is chaos in the streets you see a, like three dead bodies and you see these animal looking people start to walk in two of them wearing samurai outfits and Kale is just shaking, and he begins to take out. He removes his crossbow, and he begins to like string it up. As and he begins you, to try screwing in the crank, but he drops that, it. As you do that, you drop the crossbow, and one of the mo- one of the monsters kicks the crossbow out of the way. He tries to stand between you and Master Silk, and Master Silk takes an elbow, hits him right in the sternum, brings his fist up, and smashes his nose into his face. I jump to the crossbow. The crossbow I, I leap. is broken. The string on it is destroyed, okay. and the actual bow itself is cracked in two pieces. You know this crossbow is no longer useful. Do you take the items that, from it? He, he Do you t- pull off he, the wood? He pockets the, the items and the sling, and he's he's throwing it all into you, his so, bag. So you know you don't have to take off the sling. The sling is always... The on me. He takes the crossbow, and he's still trying to load it, and he's shaking, and he's trying Master to Silk, pull it back Master Silk, with all of his strength. Even though there's no string. Yeah. Master Silk grabs the crossbow, looks at you, <laughs> and he touches your forehead. All of your troubles go away. He tells you, Kale, run. I will see you soon. Go I back can't. to the I dojo. I Underneath the practice range, there is a handle. Under the third stall... Neck underneath the broken crossbow bolt that has sat there for ever since you've been here. Look under it. Lift it up. It will lead you out. Go, I, Kale. I Kale. can't leave home. You know this. Kale, wherever you think of me will be home, Kale. 
he like puts his hand next on your face. I will see you later. I promise. And, and you he see begins him. to tear up and he wipes his tears away with the white handkerchief. He, you see Master Silk, like his eyes start to tear and he just, it almost looks like the water gets like sucked up back into him. Go, Kale. Go. And he turns around and as he turns, you notice something you've never seen before. He has two samurai sheaths on his back and two hand crossbows. He, he literally whips out both katanas and then he puts them to his side like this and he gets to his knees and he sits there. And as you start running, you turn around to see he has his eyes closed and he's literally cutting down every person that walks to him trying to get to you with no effort whatsoever. Uh, I'm just jumping over like the you furniture. Actually, I'm sliding on walls you, and jumping from those. You try to slide on a wall, it doesn't work out very well for you. You actually just kind of like fall over. Oh. You you are able to jump Hell. off of a wall. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like jump. I'm jumping off walls like side to side. At one point, you literally fly through like one of the windows of the kitchen, and you see the chef in there. He has like he's clearly has, he has no idea what's going on, and he's just like. Huh? And he just sees you flying, and you're just like, I go, I go, as you fly through. (laughs) Get out of here. Uh, And then you make it to the practice range, and you look, and you see that broken bolt that's been, that was like taped to this, uh, um, this one like range. It's one of the stalls that you stand at when you shoot the bow. So you first kind of look underneath the stall itself, there's nothing there. And then you go to try to touch the bolt. Yeah. You go to touch the bolt, and your hand phases right through it. The mirage fades, and you realize this is a spell. I jump through. No you hesitation. hit the wall on the other side of Boom! this thing. Uh, <laughs> you you realize your stupidity as you I hit. I like do a little cartoon spin with and, my leg up. And you feel, you feel your forehead, and you feel the indent of a handle that you just full forced your body into. And I just like. You lift the I handle. I feel around, and I just grab it, and I pull the handle. You pull the handle. And instead of going through that range, it's a tunnel. And you, like, look up where the tunnel is. There's just nothing. And you look back, and the tunnel's there. And you're just, like, as behind you comes three monsters with Master Silk running right behind them going, go! As he slams his katanas into one of them, jumps over the other, and then pulls out a crossbow and shoots one guy in the head. Do you go through the tunnel? He stares. As you do that, you're just under the hatch. You see him pull out his other hand crossbow, and he shoots right at you, and it hits the hinge on the thing, and the door slams you into it. You feel a strange wind pulling you towards the other direction, which you find weird because there's nowhere, no source for the wind. As you hear a strange Gale, voice. He is going to transform back. Give me a give me a check. Charisma check. Rip four. Uh no. <laughs> I try not. I try calming myself down and I can't do it. You try calming yourself and instead you just instinctually start following the wind. And I just start running. Uh you start running and as the further and further you go down this tunnel, and it seems never ending. And you start feeling like you're not even running at this point. You're just being pulled down this tunnel by the wind. So at one point, you try to hop. You hit a rock. Oh, God. You, you hit a rock. <laughs> Why and am I and myself? You land, and your foot hits the rock. And so you don't get grip on the ground, and your leg pushes. Slide. But instead of falling, you just, the force of this wind actually sucks you down the tunnel. And you feel your body almost stretching and stretching until you just feel like you don't exist. This is how I die. You wake up and you hear. Hello? Above you. You look uh, up and you see like a crack in the light. And I burst. I try to like punch out. As you do, you look to the left and right of you. You see two compartments. You see a human and you look to the left and you see another human. Uh, do you guys know what's going on here? Where am I? What? <clears throat> Sorry. What? Who? I was sleeping. Hey, you were down this tunnel. What do you mean? Hello? Who? 
Who are your people? You look up and you see an Azamar sitting on the ground with a blindfold and a ranger. So Popokai instinctively is like frozen in place, trying not to move. There's four people in the room, right? Yeah, I, I go ahead and climb out, and I, I begin to feel around for the do hatches. You, do you two also climb out, Salazar and Jack? I go ahead and try to help them. Oh, I try to guys, feel what, for anything. What time is it? Oh, Who's there? What? Hello? Do, do you need help? Popokai, you look what? down. You're no longer a monkey lycanthrop. You're a humanoid. Climb I'll, out. I'll stand there, and I, I reach my hand out to help you guys out. I grab his hand. Come on, come on. So, where so are you guys? Pope, where are we? What's going on? All right, I'll go too. Thanks, bud. Yeah, so Popokai, this is the most amount of people he has seen together. <laughs> and he is going to uh, quickly. What are the obstacles in this? Or what are what is like the, the layout of this area? You see a large wall right behind the Azamar. The rest of it is just an open field. You see a few miles north is the forest slash mountain where you came from. But like it's way in the distance. <sighs> okay, okay. We're very far away. Very far away. I am not. And all of a sudden. I'm not home. All of a sudden, you all feel this presence. As you all hear this voice. That's uh. Who, who are you guys? How'd you guys get where I was? Uh, take, I, take it easy, big guy. Was it was that a friend of yours who was talking to us? Friend, you know him? No, I. You, how would how hold are on, we here? Hold on, calm down, calm down. I was in, I was in the city, and I was at my dojo. How did you get to a room that was connected to mine? How did I get to a room? How did you, you get know to a room a that was there? connected? To, you're you the one who climbed out of it. I followed you. Rude awakening. Who, who are you guys? Uh, I'm Jack. Jack. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Uh, Popokai. Popokai. Was that so hard? How are you? What's your deal? I'm introducing myself. Nice to meet you. Are you one of the beasts? The beasts. Wait. So, so you saw Who are you, you saw those beasts as well. I yeah, I'm trying to figure out if you were part of it. What, mate? Whatever happened, if I don't you were think any. To my dojo. I, I don't think any of us want to be here. So let's figure out maybe where we are. I need to get back home. Wait. Okay, where is home for you? It's in the city. Which city? Be specific. Don't just say words and think we're going to follow you. I, it, ve Vegemite. You're from Vegemite. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get back home then. Whoa, Come on. Whoa, you whoa, and me, whoa, we're going. Whoa, whoa, so you were whoa, there. I've, I've lived there for years. I've lived there my whole life. I, and if you're there too, let's go back home. I've had enough time here. Okay. 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 Or are you also from Vegemite, Popokai? No. What I don't know what that is. What I live in, I live over there, and he points over to. He points uh, north to like the mountainous forest area. Hey, wizard guy, who are you? What's going on? I've had enough of listening to these guys. Uh, what uh, I am Salazar. Oh, well, hey Salazar, and he's like stroking his his face like there's a beard there, just thinking about yeah, yeah, itchy. Here. What's going on? It seems as if. Uh, May have been teleported here. The Osmar speaks up uh, finally after several minutes of. <laughs> <laughs> and is looking towards Salazar. You're all outsiders. Yes? Oh. None I, of you are I, from the village. I don't recognize any of you. From I the village myself, of Vegemite. I, I consider myself more of an insider, but. From. Jack, Kale, and Salazar's accent, you have heard this before, and you you are aware 
of Vegemite. Vegemite is actually the town or the city that is kind of like the overarching figure to your village a few miles to the west. So not too far. Not too far. I just went through a place that was right next to it. We should only be hundreds of feet away. You put two and two together to realize that the wall you hit on your way here was the wall to the city of Vegemite. You ran that far. That's probably a good 20 miles. And Popakai, you have no idea what Vegemite is. I have. You have I heard. Have seen. You have seen it from a distance, but you have never been this close before. Never wanted to. All right. So let's get this out of the way. How did we get here? I I was I was attacked in the woods. My brother he was fighting off these huge. I mean, we've seen boar and animals before, but these were like they were like nothing I've ever seen. Like they were huge monsters, like, like a boar and, were, a, and they a resembled man, or a bear, a man bear pig. They resembled creature. animals, but they were off, and they were ferocious and. And you I, ran here. I didn't run. I, I last I remembered, I was I was in a tree, and I fell, and then I, I think I was knocked out, and then I woke up here. I, hmm. I don't know what's happening. Hmm. Last I remember, I was in my. Jack stops and thinks for a second. He doesn't want to talk about them, his home. I blacked out after getting attacked as well. I also by creatures. They attacked the people Wait. closest to me. How am I supposed to know? You want to come over here and find out? Maybe I do. Okay. Well, hey, how hey, about Hey, hey, stop. Do you we are literally just thrown into this situation. Why are you guys fighting right now? Because I just watched beasts break into the only home that I ever had left. And almost killed my master. I don't even know if he's dead. I don't know if he made it out. I don't either. Out. We shouldn't be fighting right now. If I'm by... His head again. Well, man, stop. This is what I'm talking about. We don't need to be fighting right now. We need to figure out what happened. At this moment, in this pause, you guys hear the city. You guys finally hear what's going on in the city behind you. There are screams of like bloody murder. And you look, you see one of the tallest buildings in the city is on fire. And Kale starts to hyperventilate. <laughs> cool your jets. Hey, 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 cool hey, hey. your jets. Not again. Not again. You said you're from the city too, right, buddy? We're in this together. Come on. And he flashes back to when Master Silk reached his hand out to him. And he takes it. You take his hand, and you, Jack and Kale, you feel this sudden jolt. As you almost feel like your hands can't release from each other for a moment. You can start mm. to let go. Yeah, let, yeah, let, <laughs> let, I, don't, let go. I don't like this you anymore. First. You, you, I can let go. You both you go. in your minds hear, hmm. And as that happens, your hands release. Almost like magnets after you pull them apart. And Kale just puts his hands up to his ears, and he's like, "What?" Oh, I didn't like that. Hey, Magic Man. Yeah. You ever hear voices in your head? I suppose I have heard a couple. Did How you say voices? Yes. Something. Voices. I hear voices. I. I okay. I'm. I I'm sorry. I didn't ask for your name. Lanada. Well, Another stack. Where'd you come from? I'm from the blessed town Pyrite. You know of this small village. You know of their dealings with Paylor. Uh, you know that there's a church of Paylor. You don't know much about it, though, because it's kind of off the shoot. Uh, actually, Kale, there was one day where you and Master Silk actually went there to bring supplies to an old friend of his. Um, not too long ago, probably about two months ago. Jack, you have a contact in that city. And then Salazar, you know one of the masters of the mages uh, temple is from that city. Okay. So Pyrite. I, I know it. 
I've been there. Nice place, but what are you... What are you doing out here? Think you could get this far with the blindfold on. The Osmar doesn't answer and looks down. Okay. Who do you know in that village? As you ask that question, you hear a strange rumble from below you. From the same hatch that you came from, you hear a boom and a thud, and then you see, like, smoke come out, almost like an explosion. I reach for my sword. You don't have a sword. My second, or Popokai's second thought, he reaches for the necklace. Is it? It's still there. Thank goodness. I'm going to try going into Frogfoot. Gentlemen, let's... let's As this happens, as this happens, the hatch lifts up, and Master Silk walks out. And I revert back, and I'm like... You don't even change. You uh, look yeah, up I stop, and you I like, see him. I drop my posture. And I'm like, Master! And I just run over and I go for a hug. And he, he just like embraces you. Yes, yes. Kale. And he looks at you. Popokai. Lenata. Salazar. What? Jack. Master Silk, we've never seen these people before. He gives you the most stern look you've ever seen. We must leave the city. Now. What? Come what? with me. What? And he actually, he looks right at Lenata. Lenata, you feel something into your mind. And for a weird moment, you swear you could see his face. As he gestures towards you to stand up. What are you? A friend. I don't... And he, he, do we know that? He, he leans over to your... He leans over to your face, Lenata, and he whispers, I'm a friend of the outsider. With horns. Shh. He stands up, and you feel the wind brush your face of his hand reaching down to help you stand. Do you take that hand? Takes the hand. You take the hand and you feel the same warmth that your mentor gave you whenever he put his hand on your shoulder. And you stand up. And that is where we're going to leave off. Because it's a train. Well, well, well. That was a good episode, wasn't it? It's good to see you kept your pants on this time. Good job. I was rooting for you. Dungeon Train is produced by Max Brummer, with voices by Mason Brummer, Dylan Los, Nathan Collum, Blake Thompson, and last but certainly not least, Alex White. I'd like to thank you all for joining us on the Dungeon Train. Who knows what chaos is going to happen in the next episode. Join me on the next stop for a new story. I'll see you there. You have left the station. (laughs) (laughs) Master Soak Soak leans over to Lanata. This train has left the station. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, dun.